0: Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Today's a great feast for us as Catholics. We celebrate uh, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, body and soul into heaven, one of the four dogmas that we believe as Catholics about the Blessed Virgin and her role in God's plan for our salvation. Initially, I kind of thought it was a bit unfortunate that this solemnity fell on this Sunday. And the reason for that is over the past previous Sundays, we've been reading continuously through John chapter 6, and we do that every three years. And today's reading in that series from John chapter 6 was in many ways kind of the culmination. And I just thought, ah, it's a bit unfortunate that you know, Catholics around the whole world, they're not going to hear that gospel today, tomorrow, uh, because the assumption takes precedence. Well, God can handle and take care of everything. And one of the beautiful things about our faith is that, in fact, everything is connected. Everything is intertwined. There's actually a beautiful connection between the Eucharist and the Assumption of Our Lady. And that gospel from John chapter 6 that we would have heard ordinarily uh, on this 20th Sunday of ordinary time, um, Jesus says this. I want to read part of it to you. If you can remember that Jesus was kind of leading up, talking about bread from heaven. He is the bread of life. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And Jesus goes on to say, Jesus could not have been clearer that the Eucharist is not a symbol. It's not a metaphor. It's not some purely kind of spiritual reality or it's not just this kind of nice thing that we believe. He meant it literally. The Eucharist is really, truly and substantially the body, blood, soul and divinity of Jesus. It is his flesh And it is his blood that we receive in Holy Communion. And this is essential for not just the Catholic faith, but in reality the Christian faith. Because there's really no distinction between the two. We have received the fullness of divine revelation in the church. And the reason it's so essential is because Jesus took on a real body not a symbolic one, not a metaphorical one. In fact, some of the early heresies uh, in the first couple centuries of the church kind of promoted this idea that Jesus, he didn't really take on a human body, he just kind of appeared in a human body, almost like a ghost or a spirit, and his body wasn't really like ours. Or a, a similar heresy was that Well, Jesus took on a body just while he was on earth. But then when he ascended into heaven, you know, he didn't take his body with him. These are heresies. This is not our faith. We believe that Jesus took on real humanity, our humanity. He assumed a body and a soul. He became like us in all things but sin. And he has his human body and his human soul now for all eternity. Where did he get that human body from? He got it from his mother. The human body of Jesus came from the human body of Mary. She is the one and the only one who provided the material... Of Jesus's humanity. She provided the DNA, right? She provided the human body to our Lord and that's why we believe that her body was gloriously assumed into heaven because her body held for nine months the body of God. It is the holiest uh, thing that God ever created, that her body is immaculate that in some sense just as the Eucharist is the real body and blood of our Lord without Mary's body right the Eucharist would not be possible the incarnation would not have been possible our faith would not be possible right Mary plays an essential role in God's plan for our salvation including her body and this is why we believe that God Right? It, that it was fitting for him to not allow Mary's body to decay. That, that God not allow her body uh, to return to dust like all of ours one day will. For many reasons. One, that was a consequence of original sin. Right? Mary is preserved from the stain of original sin. She does not uh, inherit the consequences and the punishments of sin. Her body is the Ark of the New Covenant that held God incarnate. In our first reading from Revelation, uh, John has this vision and the heavens are open. And he sees the Ark of God's covenant in his temple in heaven. And that Ark is a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon at her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. Right? Just as Jesus ascended bodily into heaven right, by his own divine power, Mary is assumed into heaven by her son, body and soul, to reign with him at his right hand for all eternity. Right? This is why we believe in this dogma of the assumption, because it's God's plan right, for our lady. Some of the beautiful consequences for us in truly recognizing that Mary reigns in heaven with her son body and soul is that she's our queen and she is there interceding for us with her son for all of our needs that our prayers offered to her she immediately offers to her son and that our lady our queen is the most powerful creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth that she has authority, that she can help us uh, with all of our struggles, with all of our difficulties, that through her intercession, God can do all things. And so we're invited to have great confidence uh, in our our mother's uh, powerful intercession as the queen of heaven and earth. But the assumption of, of Mary is also a reminder for us of what our true destiny is of where our true home is, that we too hope to one day be with her, to be with her son, our Lord. That's where we're truly striving to go. That's the ultimate goal and the destination of our life. And just as uh, Jesus and Mary uh, are in heaven bodily, right, so too we believe that we will one day be reunited with our body. Right? When we die, we don't become angels. Right? We remain human for all eternity. And at the end of time, when Christ returns in glory, we profess faith in the resurrection of the body, right? That we'll get our bodies back, that they will be glorified like Jesus's and like Mary's so that we can be with them for all eternity.